What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk, the podcast. This is Money, and I'm not so friendly or creative today. I actually, it's really late right now, much later than I actually record the episodes. I was not feeling like I was going to do it this week because of how much has been going on. But then I realized like this is like my space to... I don't know. Recording for me is like meditative. So uh, this is like the way I take care of myself. And I can't be up here telling um, y'all, telling other folks to take care of yourselves if I don't hold on to the pieces and the ways that I do that for me as well. So, um, yeah, let's get it. And if I'm if I'm not as jolly as I typically am on episodes, uh, it's because a lot of shit is popping off. And um, so this is probably going to be like really personal. I'm going to just tell y'all what's happening. Um, but yeah, so I get it if it's heavy and y'all want to like skip to the topic because I did want to do something to bring some kind of like bright spot to my day and hopefully to y'all's too laughing at my uh, making myself look like a goddamn fool. Um, but I wanted to start this episode with Queer Walk of the Week. Um, and part of this is part of the reason why I did not want to do an episode today, but I'm going to do it. Um, so, uh, Queer Walk of the Week this week is, it goes out to the homie Jenny Keys. Um, she was a, it feels like strange to talk about her in past tense, but she, um, was an organizer, a warrior, um, black queer woman here in um, Syracuse who really was like um, fundamental in us organizing uh, a BLM Syracuse chapter. And uh, she recently um, left us. <laughs> uh, I don't know any other way to say it. Y'all know I'm not big fans. I'm not a big fan of trigger warnings. So I don't want to talk about um, in detail like what happened, but she is no longer in the physical um, realm with us. And uh, I had a totally different direction of where I wanted Queer Walk of the Week to go this week, but it just feels so um, unnatural or unnatural isn't the right word, but it just feels wrong for me to start this and not like say ashe to her. Um, I think... She doesn't know just how much um, she did impact this community uh, and how much we will and have cried for her. Um, And it just really hit home because um, there's a loneliness that us as black queer women deal with. Uh, whether it's like friendship, like not seeing other black queer women, not being in relation to other black queer women or finding love, uh, romantic love. Um, if you are romantically attracted, uh, shout out to the a romance, romantic folks out there, but, um, romantic love as well. And it eats at us. And 
we can't uh, we can't keep acting like that isn't a factor in our lives. Like even when even when we're surrounded by political love, theoretical love, friendship love, like that is that is a loneliness that we feel. Um, and that's OK. Like, I think we should normalize that we're in this age of like no feelings and don't catch feelings, catch flights and all this shit. And um, people are just becoming more and more like emotionally um, um stunted (laughs) like we ain't we ain't trying to grow in our emotions and I think if we make more space for folks to to talk about the difficulties of dating um what it feels like to be to face rejection as a black gay woman and all of those things that uh we all get free of that process and I know y'all um hear me say that a lot but our um our experiences on this planet are interconnected um and so when we start recognizing those of us who are most marginalized um everybody gets free in that process so um yeah I just wanted to give a huge ashe to Jenny and know that you are loved and you will forever be in my thoughts Okay, community contributors this week that I wanted to uh, big up and shout out for continuing to support uh, Queer Walk. Kid, crazy as usual, number one. Thank you so much (laughs) for all that you do for the page, sharing, liking, uh, reblogging. Lesby Homies came in at number two. Uh, Finding Chrissy, number three. And Jilly Bean 214 is back in the top four, so... Hey, Jilly Bean, welcome back. We missed you, girl. Um, so thank you all for continuing to uh, spread Queer Walk. <laughs> and y'all definitely keep the brand growing. Um, and so my mental moment this week. Uh, so it's going to be a little different. I'm just going to uh, like have some like real talk with y'all. Um, so another reason why this week has been heavy is because, uh, of the, I guess like these, these, these blatant transphobic incidents and the conversation that has been going in the, um, the black community about transphobia, uh, more specifically related to, uh, the breakfast club and Lil Duval's comments on the breakfast club. And I would, I would say even before that, like backing up to, um, Janet Mock's interview on The Breakfast Club and the questions she got asked and how there was just a total dismissal of her excellence. Um, Y'all ain't even read the book, though. Um, Yeah, so that has been a lot for me. Um, And I and I I identify as cisgender. And so I cannot imagine um, how heavy it has been for my black trans sisters. But what I do want to say is something because um, cis black women we just have to fucking do better like hold your damn selves accountable like we have to do better i I, and and so i've heard a lot of folks talk about this so i don't want to like rehash um things that other people have been saying i would actually just like suggest y'all to listen to other um things so there are there was an episode of Safe Word Society, that's really good to listen to. They do an um, excellent recap of it. The Black Joy Mixtape had a really good um, episode around, you know, transphobia uh, and the Breakfast Club. And then um, 
Oh, there was one more that I listened to recently that so folks have already been talking about it. So I don't want to rehash that. So where I'm going to come from is my perspective as like a, a black cis woman who also identifies as lesbian um, because I, I am. So. All right. Let's just get into it. So y'all like to say LGBT as like this big neb- nebulous uh, community. LGBT is a very multifaceted um, and colorful uh diverse community so um so don't so don't be up here talking about lgbt and putting rainbows and shit on everything as a cisgender lesbian when you don't show up for your black trans sisters don't do it (laughs) like it's it's getting to the point where um i can't even like stomach seeing rainbows anymore because typically that's like the cis gay um like thing to do and y'all not out here like riding for trans folks and they are they are the most um targeted within our communities like so so when we talk when we talk about um lgbt death deaths 80 percent of those are trans women of color and this is like no accident so i don't understand how we can um like comprehend that when it comes to like state violence against black bodies but not when it comes to intercommunity violence and who who among us is being targeted um and so so i guess what i wanted to add to this conversation that people have been having about um this these breakfast club comments is I haven't heard a lot of people talk about like this same, this, this same ideology around. Okay. So, so I'm trying to talk through it. Y'all, I, my brain is everywhere and I'm not editing this episode. <laughs> I'm just putting it up. Um, y'all will love me or not. That's, that's fine. Um, I'm trying to talk through the way that transphobia does not only impact trans folks and why we all should give a damn about it. Right. So, um, so although I think it is good that we're having this conversation around like these, um, and so Raquel Willis started the hashtag like trans folks are not jokes, right? Um, and so these, these types of comments that are made about, um, if I find out she gotta die, that directly, um, the direct consequence is, uh, dehumanizing and murder of black trans women, right? But it, but what, because of intersectionality and how we're all connected, black cis women, y'all being quiet about this, um, but th- this same train of thought around, um, like your body, uh, belongs to me in some way. And I get to like determine what happens to your body is the same thing that causes, uh, intimate partner violence to be the number two killer of black women, um, regardless of gendered experience, cis or trans. Um, so, so you over here caping for, this uh this same b- toxic black masculinity um not only regulates and dehumanizes uh black trans women but it also regulates and dehumanizes black women of any like gendered experience so so defining your um womanhood by a man's access to your pussy to defining your womanhood by your pussy um defining your womanhood by i've seen oh y'all the tweets are gross like bleeding once a month like all of those things how dehumanizing is that to you like this is the only thing you have to offer to the world as a woman and 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 it uh 
it's separate. It, it's also ableist. Like I can just like go on about like the intersections of how like these these um disgusting comments turn in end up being like we don't give a fuck about black women on any front, right? So so to even think about um your womanhood being defined by a period or a vagina. Um, what about the women who don't have periods, pre, uh, postmenopausal, premenopausal, uh, women who are having like hormonal imbalances, women who can't bear children, like for, for a various amount of reasons. Like there are so many things that could fuck up this, like, um, woman equals period, vagina, whatever, whatever thing that y'all keep rocking with. And I just, I, I just don't understand how y'all can see race in such a clear way and have all these critiques of white patriarchy, but then seek to just replace it with like black patriarchy and continue to uphold, uh, these violent, um, thoughts around womanhood. And like, it really blows me that, that, that black cisgender women, um, show up and show out for black men who are continuing to murder you also. Like, like you are dying, whether it's slow or fast at the hands of these, um, these toxic black masculine ideas. Uh, so I just, I, I don't understand how y'all can continue to either be silent or openly supportive of black men who are, um, like hurting, hurting us on all fronts. And, and I think like that's that is not to say that there aren't um well fuck it, I ain't gonna qualify it. Like <laughs> I was about to say and apologize for some shit, but that's that patriarchy too. No. If you're offended by that as a black man, then then maybe you need some to do some shit around that. And if you're listening to this as a black man, um that maybe that's step one. Like <laughs> uh, get offended by a black lesbian. Uh, try it once a day at least. <laughs> um and and so I, I guess even thinking about like black lesbianism, uh, and this is kind of related to what I wanted to talk about later too in like the topic section. Um, not all trans women want men. Like, <laughs> can we just can we just do that? So trans transness, transgenderism. Oh, and please stop saying the transgenders. It's just like saying blacks, like transgender folks, folks who are transgender, transgender women, not transgenders please stop doing that um but that is a gendered experience that like janet mock said in this interview right um transness has to do with who i go to bed as um and my sexual orientation has to do with who i go to bed with right um so so i've seen that this conversation around trans women has also been very hetero uh, and not all trans women date men. So can we just like put that out there? And, so, and even if they do date men, they might not want your black ass. So like, go sit down somewhere. Um, and, and so when we have conversations about black lesbians, we also need to be, um, mindful of the fact that some black lesbians are trans. Some black lesbians are non-binary femmes, um, and, and continue to have, and make space for that because we keep talking about trans women as if they're this heteronormative monolith. And that's not true. Um, so I also wanted to say that because I haven't heard a lot of folks talk about that either. Like, sure, there are trans women who date men and there are trans women who could give two fucks about men. And there's just that. Um, and so black lesbians also do better. 
Um, and I'm, I'm saying specifically black because that's my community. That's my community I'm a part of. And I, I try to make this space as open and welcoming as I can to women of color and queer women of color across, um, like racial and gender and sexual orientation diversity. But overwhelmingly, like the people who most support me are black lesbians or black queer women. So I, that's the community that I want to speak to here. Um, like we also have to show up. Like we cannot, we cannot scream for like black lesbian liberation and not recognize the ways in which that also includes black trans women. So, um, yeah, have you talked? So I guess that's this is my mental moment with money because I'm like collecting my own mental, um, mental energies. But I guess my challenge to you all is: Have you talked to a black trans woman today? Do you know a black trans woman? Um, reach out to a black trans woman and just just show her some love. Tell her like, sis, I'm here for you, and I know this has been a heavy week. Um, the Breakfast Club still on some fuckery, and the people who support uh, all all of those ideas are still on some fuckery. And I just want you to know that I'm one less cis person that you can include in that pool, um, even though cis people ain't shit most of the time. I'm just thinking to myself right now that I am very thankful that I did this. I decided to pull myself out of my bed <laughs> and do this episode because, um, I don't know, there's, there's something freeing for me about talking through the bullshit of the world and <laughs> recognizing that I don't have to hold that weight all by myself. But um, so to lighten this up, because like I said, like, you know, this is kind of like my space to be uh, whole. So I wanted to leave it on a little lighter note. I wanted to talk about, so I guess my topic for today is my dating fails. And I've (laughs) I've shared this with y'all before. um, So I just want to like come back to this and also have a question for y'all. Like how, how do you shoot your shot in the digital age or the digital era, the era of the DMs, the era of swipe left, swipe right? Like how do you successfully shoot a digital shot? And so I wanted to tell y'all about two, I I say that they're fails, epic fails of um, me trying to shoot my shot in this digital age, right? Okay, so the first one is, con- it continues from cis people ain't shit. Um, so, so I, I recently went through a breakup. Uh, so some of my friends know that, but I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. So yeah, um, I am Bayless. And that's fine. I think um, <laughs> after these experiences, I'm good with staying there for a while. Yeah. So, um, so you don't have to be like, oh, for bit. No, I'm good. <laughs> um, Bayless. Yeah. So, anyway, but how do I say this? Like, I am good not being in a relationship right now, but I still want to date. You know, I still want to go out. I still want to be affirmed that I'm a baddie. You know, so um, I have a. Uh, a Tinder account, which gets complicated as a therapist, because the minute I swipe and see one of my clients, I delete the app. Like, I just, I'm just like, oh, fuck it. I don't want to be on here. But since I've been traveling a lot lately, you know, I've had the app or whatever, because, you know, you go to other city, cities and, and you be popping. So, um, 
I met this girl on Tinder. We matched or whatever. It was my first ever Tinder match, so I was super hype, y'all. Like, I've never got matches on Tinder, mostly because I, the minute I pull it up and I see someone that I know because of, like, being a therapist, I delete the app. So, <laughs> so this has been the longest time that I've actually been on the app. So I I was excited, whatever, like, oh, yay, 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 um, I got a match. And she was, um, like, I don't know, like, pol- political. So she had a lot of, like, political stuff in her um, bio, which is one of the reasons why I actually matched with her, like, why I swiped whatever, whatever way you swipe to match with somebody. Because um, I'm like, okay, so all of the, like, breaking down of, like what white supremacy is, what patriarchy is, I won't have to do with this person, right? Because they have like a bell hooks quote in their bio. No, no, I was sadly wrong. So there were there were a lot of early um, red flags, but I tried to ignore them because I thought maybe it was just because we're talking via text message, right? So um, so these red flags would be like. I said, te- we're texting at three in the afternoon, but then suddenly, like, I don't hear back from you. And then you text me at like five in the morning saying, oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was like, I don't know, trying to hatch a baby bird or some shit, like some really weird, like bizarre thing that <laughs> I don't think that people are engaged in on like daily um, basis. So I was just like, um, all right. <laughs> Okay, um, maybe you got an incubator in your house. I don't know your life. Um, and so it had got to the point where we were talking about, uh, I think we were talking about like my tattoos or something. And I have this tattoo that says like black girl magic. It means a lot to me. The placement is very important to me. Um, and so, so, you know, it's just very important to me. And so she was like, I don't know how I feel about like the word girl. And this isn't the first time that I've had this conversation with a black woman before a black queer woman before um and like I so I'm just like ready for it right I'm just like well girl to me is a is a is a black girl term right? like I I associate girl with my like blackness also so I don't see them as like in, inseparable and also as a black woman I recognize how I'm robbed of having even a fucking girlhood in the first place uh and so like these little ways that I do reclaim that whether it's still jumping double dutch with my friends or whatever like that like girlhood holds an important place to me it also like it signals to me that I'm still on like a journey right I'm still growing I still have room to grow uh, it places me in relation to other women in my life so girl is like a very um important term to me so she come back right well I am a gender critical feminist So I don't really do any like binary terms, right? And so I'm like, what's a gender critical feminist? Um, She was like, well, you know, it's very important to you to call yourself a black feminist. I could ask you what black is. And so I'm immediately frustrated, right? Because I don't know if I said this already, but this is a black woman. And you have a whole bell hooks quote in your Tinder bio. So what the fuck you mean? What is black? Um, and so I do my Googles, uh, and so I do a quick Google search for, uh, what gender critical feminism is. And just to sum it up for y'all, basically it's some white transphobic fuckery. Like it, it, 
it's all about like these um these like medical definitions of sex and that uh there are two binary sexes and gender has nothing to do with sex so um so like gender is like the social space that we construct around sex something something medical medical and and I don't I mean I think it's the same my same uh process of thought around how do black cis women not not support uh, black trans women when like the same uh, processes are used to like murder us all that's exactly how I feel about black people who want to go to like these medicalized um, reasonings for uh, for devaluing trans life right and so I'm like but we know that that the medical systems have have historically and currently uh fucked over black people but you using this as your um justification for being like transphobic as fuck so i asked her i was just like um you know what what about like what what is what is driving you to be <laughs> um a gender critical feminist whatever and that ain't feminism fuck that stop calling everything feminism that is not fucking feminism if you fundamentally believe that trans people do not exist how are you calling yourself a feminist Anywho, so um, so she responds to me that uh, I have I have two medical degrees and I'm working on going to medical school. So so I know like all of this, um, this like, uh, you know, scientific justifications for binary sexes and um, you can't transgress sex. And I think we need to stop. um she says she said something about like we need to stop stigmatizing uh deformity and that intersex folks are de- deformities of the two sexes um and and basically that that's it that's how she really and I'm like what how is that how in any way is that critical of gender like this whole the whole naming of your feminism is fucked right <laughs> and and she just continues on this, like, you don't tell me this isn't real. Uh, like, I know it is. I have all these degrees and medical stuff and blah, blah, blah. And so so I just cut that conversation because um, she, like, I don't need that shit on my spirit. And so, and, so, and this, this is the thing. Like, I told her from jump, like, I am a radical black feminist. I work on the trans team I'm a trans team therapist at my clinic like bitch I does this um so I don't know why you even matched with me if if you like knew this was the way you felt about this and so I cut that conversation and I was like well I'm not gonna play like medical fact for fact with you all I have all I need to know is um are you about or for the preservation of trans life and like like honoring, celebrating and and welcoming trans folks, right, in your life. And she's like, "Well, I guess." It's what she responded to me. "Well, I guess." And so so I responded to her um and this so this at this point it's over text message. It started on a phone conversation, but I had to get off the phone cuz like I said, I ain't need that energy on my spirit. Uh so I asked her, I was like, "Then why is it so important to you?" to deny their existence through these like medical facts. Like if you truly are here for black for trans folks, then then why are you like denying their existence through these medical 
um, facts, quote unquote facts. In fact, oh fuck, like I'm not even gonna go there, but right, right. And so, um, she gave me some bullshit ass response, and I told her that that didn't fit with my definitions of feminism. And so I didn't speak to her after that. I'm like, okay, it's a wrap. It's over. But then she hits me back up, y'all, and is on some like, uh, bringing this conversation black back to blackness. Um, I have like race and size dysphoria, and I don't need you to tell me that that's not real. Now, again, I does this, y'all. <laughs> so, so I'm very like. I'm very open and maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe this is why I attract this type of folk. But I am very open about being a therapist and how I how I move through life is just my different um, ways of me trying to find healing not only for myself but for folks who share my identities. Um, and so I'm like, really? She's going to take... So she, while she was on this like medical... Let me explain to you the medical reason why trans folks don't exist, right? I was on this. Well, let me explain. I got some degrees too, boo-boo. And <laughs> let me tell you, like, what I does as a therapist and, um, and like, all of this, right? So, I'm explaining, like, even though I, I do think that that's still a medical model of transition and, um, and transness, uh, I was explaining, like, dysphoria and all of these things to her. And she, like, uses that in... in her explaining that she has race dysphoria and y'all when I tell y'all at this point whatever I was feeling to match with her at first like oh she cute she dead like the pum pum has dried up completely at this point I'm like nah she cannot get any form or fashion of my cookies like <laughs> she needs to get off my phone blocked and deleted um but she could she continues and explains to me that uh and, oh, y'all, like, she is the blackest of presentations, you know? Locks with all the the um shells in it and everything. And I'm just like, wow, you have severe problems, woman. And so she explains to me that she grew up with, like, skinny white women in private school. And that's how she sees herself. When she's moving through the world, she thinks of herself as a skinny white woman. And when I tell y'all I didn't know what to say back to that, I just didn't respond <laughs> because I'm like, I'm not going to do this. And I don't know if she was like doing it to be funny because I had talked to her about um, like dysphoria and the social construction of gender um, while having this like argument around gender critical feminism with her. Um, I don't know if she was like doing that as, you know, as like a, a sarcastic joke or something for me to be like girl, that shit ain't real. You are a black woman. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, and therefore that she could use that like same line of justification to be transphobic as fuck. So I didn't even like take the bait, right? I didn't even go down that path with her. I was just like, look, I don't think that, uh, that you were the person that you portrayed in your, um, in your profile. I mean, I don't know where you got that bell hooks quote from, but I think it doesn't really match up with your your political ideas. And maybe you should really reconsider um, your bio. And so I'm going to holla at you later, and which I never did, right? Just completely like, oh, get the fuck out of my life. Um, and then I started thinking after this, y'all, I got really scared. I was like, yo, what if this isn't? really a black woman and this is some weird ass person 
who made this like Tinder profile um, to kind of like troll black feminists or black queer women on Tinder. And so, you know, I started thinking all of my um, my conspiracy theories about catfish and <laughs> how they be out here um, portraying black queer women and all this. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what if this was like actually not a black woman and this was some like fuck ass white gay on <laughs> on here um, trolling? So, yeah, that's, and, and so since then, I haven't been on Tinder, y'all. <laughs> I am, um, thinking that it's not for me. Yeah. And so I have one more fail dating story. Uh, and, and I, can I call it dating? Like, I don't really think so. Um, <laughs> uh, I had one more failed shoot your shot story that I wanted to share with y'all. And this one was in, like, physical life, but I think that it's a digital dating age problem because of my approach. All right, all right. So, oh, gosh, where do I start with this? All right, so me and my friends were in New York this past weekend, and we was cute or whatever, so we decided to all meet up at this club where or bar where they were having, like, a Q-Pac party, right? A cutie pop party. And for those of you who don't know, QT Pac is queer and trans people of color. So, you know, I show up and, and, and cute, you know, and I have to, like I said, I, I know that, well, I don't even think that my, my politics are any, like anything radical. I just believe that, uh, <laughs> that people deserve life. So, <laughs> and, and people that white supremacy denies life too. And if that's radical for y'all folks, whatever. Um, but I decided to wear a t-shirt that would like filter out the fuckery. So I, <laughs> I was wearing this shirt. It's kind of like the California, um, if if you know the famous like California logo, it says like California. Well, my shirt looked like that, but it actually says stolen land in the same format. I don't know if y'all have seen those. I love that shirt. It's one of my favorite shirts. I wear it to teach. I wear it for life, whatever. Um, and so I was wearing that with like this cute skirt or whatever, so, you know, just like trying to give a warning, like this is the type of bitch I am. Um, and I noticed that the girl who was working the door, you know, she had on a cute little hat or whatever, but she was looking at me. She was definitely looking at me, y'all. I was not making this up, not making this up one bit, um, cause one of my friends noticed also. So I'm like, okay, she feeling the kid. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> um, you know, this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm cool with being bayless, but you know, you want to be affirmed sometimes that you still cute. So I'm in the party throwing that ass back. Whatever, whatever. I'm dancing with my friends. They dancing with me. And so one of my friends goes over and like gets her from the door, right? Because we messy. You know. <laughs> Y'all know them friends that's always like, oh, my homegirl want to holla. That's my whole crew. We're all made up of those friends. <laughs> so, so he goes over to get her. Um, and we're dancing or whatever. So I'm not dancing on her. I'm dancing next to her. But I, y'all have never seen me dance. I ag- aggressively twerk. <laughs> I, um, I take pride in um, having these twerking abilities, right? So she's like dan- dancing next to me, but might as well be dancing with me because of the way I twerk and throw that ass back. Um, and so she stood there for a little while, you know, dancing, dancing. And she was taller than me. Y'all, I'm 5'10", and so when a woman is taller than me, that's, like, automatically, oh, yes, 
like that's that's already points in my book because I'm always the tall one in, in all of my situationships. Um, so it's nice to not be. Um, and so she was tall, you know, she was cute, dark skin, got the, you know, little baby lies. Well, she was just cute. Right. And so she goes to sit back at the door. Cause again, she was taking money at the door. Right. So after a few songs, she goes to sit back at the door, but she's moves her positioning now. So she isn't sitting like where she's facing outside. She's facing inside the, the party and is still looking at me. So I'm like, okay, okay. I'm not making this up. She feeling a kid. I'm going to shoot my shots, but I'm just thinking like, how do I do this? Um, so a while passes, some fuckery popped off at the club. So, you know, I'm, I'm over at the bathroom with my friend, like, bitch, don't try like, whatever, like all this stuff happens in the meantime, (laughs) you know how clubs are. So we, we in there for like two, three hours at this point. Um, and I, so I, I left out cause some shit popped off of my friend can come back in the party. And she was already in there dancing, but, but not with anyone kind of just like doing a little two-step bop. Right. And I, I don't want how um, self-centered do I want to be? I don't want to say she was in there looking for me, but it felt like it because after I saw her doing the little two-step bop, not dance with anyone, she walked over to me like with this big ass smile on her face. Right. So I'm like, okay. She, and her smile is like lighting up the club. She's super cute. So, uh, so then we did dance, we did dance together and then, you know, still danced in like each other's vicinity for a while. Um, we yelled some stuff to each other over the music. I can't even remember. I remember they played Bodak Yellow and we like had this moment, uh, <laughs> cause I know every single word and, uh, I will not tolerate any kind of like Bodak Yellow or Cardi B slander on this podcast. So <laughs> don't even leave a comment telling me, boo, y'all bonded over Bodak Yellow. You could take that elsewhere this is not the podcast um so <laughs> so um so me and her you know we uh had this little like exchange whatever duh, duh, duh. and she goes back and sits at the door and still collecting money i'm still dancing she's still looking right so it's like 3 30 no it wasn't that late yet it was probably like 2 30 at this point and i'm old so i'm like well that's a night for me even though the party wasn't over until four and so other folks had showed up to work the door. And I noticed like as me and my crew were assembling by the door, getting ready to leave. So was she like she was she grabbed her bag, like put it on her back. And she like continuously looking over there to, I guess, see if we left yet. Um, so she comes over to my friend who pulled her over initially. I think they knew each other um before the party like I don't think this was their first time meeting. And so, you know, she's like talking to him or whatever. And so I'm getting my like self together, making sure my whole crew is with me so we can leave out. And she like grabs me and hugs me, but I I wasn't looking at her. I wasn't facing her. So I didn't, it was an awkward hug because I didn't, I wasn't turned towards her. So then I turned towards her and she like went to hug me again. And so I hugged her back. And so now we're like front to like front to front hugging, you know? So this is like a real hug at this point. Um, and she didn't say anything to me. She was just like, hugging me and so I let her go and and I was like well it was so nice to meet you she's like it was really nice to meet you too like very slowly she said it she was like it was really nice to meet you too so I'm like I'm not making this shit up like okay and so (laughs) so at this point I'm like all right all right I had decided before I walked out the door I was like I have to like switch contact information with her so I have these contact cards (laughs) 
So I have these contact cards. They have my like picture on it, but it's not my picture. It's like the logo picture. So it's the, the cartoon version of me and all of my contact information, like how you can get in touch with me, my phone number, my uh, email, my Instagram, whatever. So I pull out one of my contact cards and I hand it to her. And when I go to hand it to her, she puts her hands up, like hands up, don't shoot. And is like, what is this? And when she said that, y'all, I swear, every movement, all music, everything in the club stops. So it's like quiet, silent in the club. And she's like, what is this? With her hands in the air, like I'm about to tase her or some shit. <laughs> and I'm just standing there holding my card out. And I'm like... This is super awkward. Now, and this is this is my awkward ass saying this out loud. I was like, this is super awkward. I just like had to get in my head for a minute and big myself up to even give you this <laughs> card because I wanted to connect with you. And now you got your hands in the air and the whole club is looking at me. And now this is hella awkward. And, <laughs> and so even though it felt like the music was stopped and paused for like hours, it was only that few seconds. And then the music started back up. Um, and so she put her hands down and took my card and was like, okay. And I, and so I, and so again, my awkward ass, I don't say anything in my head. I'm an external processor. So I'm, I'm saying to her, like, how else was I supposed to pass you something? Like what I'm supposed to ask you for your phone and put my, like what? (laughs) It was so awkward, y'all. It was so painful. And so she just did this like weird back up like out of the door and was like okay I guess I'll take your card then um and you know all of my friends then told me like that was whack that was the nerdiest thing you could have ever done is to hand her your card Um, (laughs) but I just didn't know like how else how else in a club setting like do you y'all I don't know I'm not a millennial for real (laughs) I'm out here false flagging with the millennials. Um, I didn't know what else to do. I gave her my card. She did not contact me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so those are my, like, two failed attempts at shooting my shot in the digital age. Uh, So let me know. Like, what, what should I... What are the do's and don'ts of shooting your shot in the digital age? Like... I'm I'm out here leaving my best emojis on people's pictures. <laughs> and I just I just don't know. I don't I feel like I do so much better with personal interactions and even with like the card fiasco at the club this weekend. Um I still felt like I don't know, like there's like a I'm a I'm a awkward, nerdy, endearing person. Like there's still like a sweet, cute cuteness to me even being awkward in that moment and so if you're not feeling that then you know we won't work but how do you do that over instagram tumblr uh tinder whatever whatever you're using to connect with folks i'm just like i don't know i'm giving y'all my best chubby selfies i'm giving (laughs) i'm giving y'all um my best snapchat stories and uh liking and and commenting on everything. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. I give up. So if y'all have any pointers or tips for me (laughs) on how y'all navigate uh, dating and connecting in the digital age, how do you holla at somebody in a club? Uh, 
I thought it was the I thought giving her my card was the equivalent of sliding somebody your number in the nineties. You know, like I just I don't know what was I supposed to do? Like pull out my phone and be like, oh, pull up your discovery for uh like Snapchat and you know how you can act people who are close by like what the fuck am I supposed to do in that moment you walking out the door I'm walking out the door I hand you my card you act like I'm about to tase your ass but okay and how do you weed out weirdos like <laughs> my first um my first encounter like how do you what are the red flags that you look for that are like oh this might be a catfish or oh this person might just be batshit crazy um <laughs> without like having to have get given them all of that energy um yeah so those are my questions to y'all any any feedback or comments are appreciated um even if y'all have just like some kind words for my awkward ass trying to holla at this girl in the club this weekend uh yeah so that's gonna be it for this episode y'all i'm gonna wrap it up like i said i'm not gonna edit this it's just gonna be the Avoir uncut. Mm, mm. I'm gonna just put it up. Um, so tell me what y'all think. Y'all can always join the conversation by using the hashtag queerwoc. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. That's like the fastest way and honestly the easiest way because I can toggle between both of my accounts on Twitter. Um, on the app, so the Twitter is at queerwalkpod. Um, everything else is queerwalk. Y'all know the Tumblr. That's still the main place. Um, and you can, you can access everything through queerwalk.com. Yes, I do own it. Yes, it is there. (laughs) Everything is there. You can find me and everything else on there. We do have a Gmail. It's queerwalkpod at gmail.com because I know a lot of folks were, uh, asking me on the Instagram, how can they submit if they don't have a Tumblr? You can submit at queerwalkpod at gmail.com. Yes, and you always, always feel free to uh, drop off any um, like support and donations in the PayPal. It's paypal.me slash queerwoc. Um, or you can uh, support the podcast by sharing, liking, commenting. I am on Apple Podcasts, so if you happen to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, um, you know, rate it. Leave a comment. That would be great. Thanks. <laughs> and I'm going to get out of here, y'all, because it is late. And I really want to watch reruns of True Blood and The Wire. That's what I've been on lately. <laughs> so, yeah. Holla at y'all later. Deuces. <laughs>